in today's episode of the I Drink From Skulls podcast, it's going to be a shocker. It's going to be a ball terror. I'm going to drink the tears of haters. And on a special note, I'm dedicating this episode to my our newest addition, Shelby Maysmith, who is 14 days of age. Let's go. Let's go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. But before we get into the nitty gritty, before we pull back the curtains and shock the world, I want to quickly focus on a little bit of why Katie and I do this stuff. We want to leave a legacy for our girls, Indy Dawn and Shelby May. And that's why this episode means so much more and it comes straight from the heart because in today's episode, we are going to expose the fakes, the frauds and the motherfucking freeloaders. I'm going to give you 10 simple tips that you can implement in action today so you stop getting scammed by those fakes, frauds, and freeloaders, and people named Kevin, because no one likes that guy, especially me. So with that in mind, let's get to it. When it comes to choosing your marketer, it's super important for you to say, hail no to the sales show. What does that mean? It's as simple as this. If a marketer can't get your attention... By doing the thing that they sell, the thing that they claim to be an expert on, ding, 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 we have problems, Houston. That should be a red flag. That should be a strike. If they can't do the thing that they sell, if they're hitting you in the DMs, asking you if you can have, if you can handle five or 10 more roofing jobs this month, that's that bullshit, man. Don't get caught up in it. You're smarter than that. Again, let me reemphasize the point. If they can't do the thing that they're selling, strike one. It's not a deal breaker, but geez, it ain't looking good. You want someone who has a bit of creativity. If they're cold spamming you, cold emailing, cold calling, it's not looking great because they're not going to be doing that for you. But I get it. You know, respect the hustle. If they're not creative in, in, in their approach, if they're just saying things like, just check it in, just follow it up. Just screaming, I got commission breath, I want your money. That's a red flag, my friends. And on a special note, shout out to all the homies who are sending those shitty DMs of who can handle another 5, 7, 10, 15, God forbid, 20 more roofing jobs this month. Stay at it, my friends. But you're going to have to find a new way to hustle. Number two, I want you to be vocal with someone who's a local. Now, don't shoot the messenger. I, after all, I am technically a foreigner. I do say, g'day, mate. That that isn't just for the show, my friends. I do reside in Australia, and all the clients we work with are in America. So what am I talking about? What's this ramble about? Be vocal with a local. Let's get clear. If the marketer doesn't have experience in your niche, they don't specialize in what you do, they're not local to your market, all right? That's a big problem. The number of marketers who've got done some things in hospitality or done a giveaway and then try and come into the roofing space, they get eaten alive, my friends. Roofing ain't for snowflakes. And the same principle applies to any marketer. They need to be in the game. They need to talk the lingo. They need to understand what you do doesn't have to be as, as well as you do it, but they need to have a very good understanding so that you're going to have the best shot at making this thing work. Side note, the number of quote-unquote marketers who don't even know the difference between retail and stormwork, 
It would astound me if I wasn't a skull taker, but I am, so it doesn't. And that brings me on to my next point. Number three, you want to check it before they wreck it. What does that mean? If the marketer can't show you real results from a person who is just like you, who operates in a market very similar to yours, doing the thing that you do, that, my friends, is a strike. That, my friends, is a red flag. You need to chalk that up because it ain't looking good. If they don't have those things, if they can't demonstrate real results for people just like you who do the thing that you do in a market very similar to yours, they either haven't done it, don't know how to do it, or they're still trying to figure it out themselves. What that all leads to is that they lack experience and expertise. Now, I'm not saying you can't give a shot to someone who's new. Just don't get upset at the results that they don't get because they don't know how to do it. There is a place for people who are starting out. We all start out, 100%. But you're the one who's complaining that you lost out or got scammed or lost money. This is one way that you can protect yourself from that happening. Which brings me on to my next point. If the marketer is the only one who's saying how good they are, that's a problem, amigo. Their clients, people who have used their service, should be shouting them out to the rooftops. They should have testimonials. They should have results. They should have case studies. It shouldn't be them screaming how good they are. It should be everyone else. They should have real, verifiable social proof. When it comes to Matt Smith Consulting, we have thousands of testimonials, thousands of real results, and countless people who will jump on a call and verify saying, yep, they do the thing. They don't suck. That's what vacuums do. If you can't get that, that's a problem, my friend. Which brings me on to my next point. A marketer should be able to provide references at a whim's notice, on demand, instantly. Should be three to five available at all times. Two's enough. Three's great. Five's, you know, you, that's plenty. I have this as part of my sales process. If you want to speak to people that we're, we're showing you, like we're, we're showing you these results, you can speak to them if you want. I'll connect you. Happy to do it. Make that a thing. Because if they can't do it, that's a big question marks, my friends. And now let's dig a little deeper. Let's pull back the curtain just a bit more. Be wary of the marketer who only shows the best, the, the standout results. Why? Because it doesn't set a realistic expectation of what they can expect. It doesn't counter, it doesn't take into consideration their circumstance, okay? If I only showed my best results of where we generated $30, $40 million in a very short period of time with a very minimal ad spend, everyone would sign up and I would be doing them a disservice because I didn't explain the particulars. As an example, this client had an ad account spending lots of money. They had a sales process super dialed in. They were calling their leads four and five times a day. Their call center was set up to function. They had their sales process super dialed in. They were closing deals hand over fist. They knew how to get testimonials. They knew how to get referrals. They would turn one lead into three every day of the week. They'd turn one job into five every day of the week. They were hit with a great storm. These are all the things that no one talks about, but I do, and your marketer should too. You need to ask those hard questions. Okay, you're showing me this result. And again, the results need to be similar to your market. What's similar to your market? 
Is it in the same state? Is it in the surrounding states? It's no good showing you a result uh, from a, someone in Ohio when you're running ads in California. They're so different. The people are different. The expectation is different. The competition is different. Ask those hard questions. Ask them about bad results. Ask them about what is the typical result. When I do a demonstration, I actually I, I use worst case numbers because I know, funnily enough, if I underpromise and over-deliver, you go a long way in having happy clients. And that's what it's all about. I, I call that out. I make sure people know. I'm showing you the, the, the minimum expectation that I am setting is X. Yes, we have Y. Yes, we have Z. Yes, they are rock star out of this world results. Yes, you can talk to them. But that's not where they started. Let's start here. And that brings me on to my next point. Point number seven. Can the marketer actually explain what it is that they do? Can they explain the service? Can they answer your questions? Or do they just talk in fanciful terms and throw acronyms at you and you've got no idea what the hell they're saying? Can they communicate with you? What can you expect? What actually needs to happen? How does it actually work? Don't just talk about CPLs and SPCs and everything in between. They need to explain this to you in English. What is the likely outcome at one month, three, and six? Dig a little deeper, my friends. Don't just take the surface level answer as gospel. Dig deeper. Ask the questions. And this one's a little bit controversial. Number eight, guarantees. If you think a guarantee is going to save you or stop you from losing money, you don't know how 99% of these marketers operate. Be wary of the person who offers a guarantee that is so good to be true, it's too hard to believe they're even offering it. Why would they do that? Well, these people are very clever at playing a game of words. They will have stipulations in their guarantees that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, the guarantee is null and void. So they don't care whatever they promise. And that brings me on to the part two of a guarantee. A lot of people will promise it and then not follow through with their promise. There's a few companies right now that offer a 20 and 30 lead guarantee or your money back who, when they didn't do it, they just didn't care. They stopped answering the call. They moved on. So if you're only investing in a service because of the guarantee that they provide, and not because of the results that they can demonstrate, that is a problem. I have seen it countless times this year. So be very careful of those who promote those insane guarantees. Do your research. Has anyone actually got their money back? The more you dig, the more you'll find. Or what are the stipulations? What is your requirement for that guarantee to be delivered on? Do you even know? Is there an expectation that you have to call leads within two minutes or four times a day or not miss appointments? There will be fine print coming out the razoo that you need to know about because the leads don't close themselves. That's why a guarantee is extremely difficult to actually deliver on ethically from a marketer. What can they really guarantee? They can guarantee you that leads can come in. They can't guarantee that you're going to close them because they don't have control over the sales process. So have a think about that. Dig deeper. And again, if the marketer can't demonstrate that this is a results-driven operation and it's strictly all about the guarantee, I think we know where that's going. That brings me on to my ninth 
point. They promise the world. Similar to point six, where they only show you the best results. But if they're promising you the world, if they're not setting realistic expectations, if they're just telling you what you want to hear, that you're going to make a fortune in the first month, or that you're going to be ranked first in the first 60 days, these are not things that they can actually deliver on. They are likely running a different game plan, and that game plan is all about getting your money. Because let's break it down. If they are promising you the world, and for reference, we have the best performing advertising system in the home improvement space. We have the clients who've generated the most revenue from advertising, and we don't do that because it's irresponsible. It doesn't happen for everyone. Every client is different. Market conditions are different. So if they're promising you the world, it's likely just because they're trying to get a sale and they don't really care about the result. Which brings me on to my next point, transparency. When I show someone what we do, I get them onto a Zoom call or Google Meet. We don't discriminate. I ask questions about their business. I, I get an understanding of what they have been doing what's worked, what hasn't, and where they're looking to go. And then I show them exactly what we do. I don't hide anything. Full transparency is the key. And transparency to me means that I explain the good, the bad, and everything in between with Facebook advertising. That's my specialty. I explain to them that we can expect quick wins. We can get cheap leads in. That we can make it happen quickly within 72 hours. That is a realistic expectation because I deliver on that every day of the week. Not all marketers can do that. In fact, it's probably fairly limited, but we do because we have such a good understanding. We have run hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ads at this point. We know what to expect. We base it on real results, but there is a trade-off. People are on Facebook looking at dog videos, looking at chicks twerking their ass, sharing stuff about their family and friends, looking at renovations of homes. Whatever it is they're on there for, it ain't for what you sell initially. And I explain that. The intent with a Facebook ad is lower, a lot lower, than when someone goes onto Uncle Google and searches for the thing that you do and you come up in their search and they call you. That's the trade-off. We need a bigger volume. I need to ensure that they cost less and that we get more of them to counter the fact that there is lower intent because I'm going to get good leads, I'm going to get average ones, and I'm going to get bad ones. That is Facebook advertising. I'm fully transparent about it. People will respect honesty. If you try to hide something, if you're unrealistic, even if the marketer doesn't review your sales process, that's actually the key to this thing working. We can get you all the leads you want, but if you don't call them quickly, consistently, and efficiently, on time, every time, it's not going to work anywhere near as good as it should. And that, again, that's something that I explain because that's how I would want it to be for me, number one. But it is the right thing to do to build a long-term and lasting relationship. It needs to be built on trust, not on a house of cards. And that's it, my friends. 10 tips, 10 tactics, 10 things that you can do to start fighting back against the fakes, frauds, and freeloaders. And on a personal note, I can't wait to drink from the tears of those said fakes, frauds, and freeloaders because I hate them more than anyone. And lastly, let's wrap this bad boy up. Shout out to Kevin, the greatest fake of them all. $2 leads. You set me on a course five years ago, and now I'm coming back to drink from your skull. That's it from me.